Hey, what's up? Welcome to Mixed in America, episode one. Titled, This Ain't No Intro, This The Entree. That's a line from a Chance the Rapper song, but I'm titling that because I wanna jump right in the main course. I'm not gonna spend a lot of time on introduction. I wanna jump right into things. My name's Josh. You can't see me right now, so if you don't know me, I'm mixed. My mom's black, my dad's white. I grew up just outside Minneapolis, the city right now that's literally on fire um, after the death of uh, George Floyd. Uh, there's been the, the protests that were peaceful and then the rioting and the looting. And um, I actually, my wife and I just went down there on Saturday to help with some cleanup. And honestly, we didn't even do a lot because there were so many people uh, out there trying to help. And it was honestly super encouraging to see, even though there was obviously destruction and pain, um, I had hope for my city because the community showed out and the people that live there and the people that live just outside um, came together to reach out to this community. Um, I went with a group from my church, but we went we went and helped out at another church. There's a church right there in North Minneapolis, a sanctuary church that has been a part of that community for a long time and been helping the community and they know what they're doing. People in the community already know them and trust them and already come to them when they need help. So we just partnered along with them. It wasn't just our church, but it was, I saw at least three other churches or people from at least three other churches that I knew that were also there. Um, So it was really encouraging to see the community come together, the church come together and not be divided by, by their church or this church, but to really be the church of the twin cities in Minneapolis and come together um, and help the community out. It was encouraging and there was honestly too many volunteers. Like I said, I didn't even get to do that much work because there were so many volunteers and just a lot of people out there. And hopefully you've seen it may, you know, you've probably all seen the images of the city burning and of, of the looting and the riots and things, but hopefully you've also seen not just the peaceful protest during the day, but also see the next day people come up with brooms, like literally thousands of people, um, too many people to actually have stuff to do. Um, just super proud of my city, the way that they've, they've come out different, all sorts of colors and creeds and, uh, old and young and, um, churches and non-religious and, um, just so many different people coming together. And it's just been really impressive. I've been really proud of my, of my community, of my city, of my state, um, and of my, of the church, my church. Yes. But, but the church, my church being the, the church of Christ, uh, not just here in America, but specifically in the Twin Cities uh, and surrounding area, the suburbs coming out to help as well. Um, it just was really encouraging to see. But but in this in this this chaos, um, and, and obviously the, the terrible uh, wrongdoing that happened in my city just this last week, um, and seeing the chaos that has ensued afterward, um, it's really made me think a lot more, even more than I already do. Um, if if you're not biracial uh you don't really me you may not think about race that much even i mean if you're black you think about it probably more if, or any other i mean race asian uh, hispanic whatever it is you think about race more than if you're white but really if you're biracial um you think about race all the time because not only am i my the only black person in a group of white people i'm also usually the only white person in a group of black people uh i don't know which way i said that but but not only am i you know, I'm always the the odd person out. I'm always the minority in every room I've ever been in. Uh, I'm either the only white person in a group of black people or the only black people in a group in a group of white people. So that's just my reality. So there's never a place where um, 
where I'm like, okay, I'm good now. I'm with my own people, um, except for my family, to be honest with you. The only time I've ever been in a room where where the majority are mixed people is with my own family because I got three siblings that are also mixed like me. Um, and then obviously my mom's black, my dad's white, so they, I don't want to say cancel each other out, but we got one black person, one white person, and four mixed people. So so there we go. That's the only time, I guess, that I'm ever not not the minority uh, in a room. But so I think about it a lot already. I have a lot of thoughts, uh, opinions, things that I that I think that I on my heart. But this last uh, week or so, I'll say there's been a lot more conversations, um, obviously thinking a lot more about it, but also a lot more conversations with different people, um, white, black and everything else. And and that's good. I think that's important. I think that's one thing that hopefully comes out of this is that we have more conversations. So uh, I hear a lot of people, especially white people saying, what can I do? Um, my opinion, I think the first thing you can do is have these conversations uh, and not and not necessarily to talk, but to listen. Uh, I'm not saying you should debate or argue, especially not on social media. I don't think that helps, but but to have conversations with people that don't look like you and really listen to their story and hear their struggle. And even if it's you can disagree about politics, you can maybe disagree even to the extent of racism in America right now. But you can't disagree with someone's story, with how they feel, with what they've experienced. And so truly take the time to listen. Find someone who doesn't look like you. Talk to them about it. And really take the time to listen. When I say talk to them, I mean ask questions. I don't mean uh, go in there as some suburban savior, some, some white Jesus trying to tell them that this is how they should behave or this is what they should do. Um, that's, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying to listen, to have a conversation and truly listen. And so that's the first thing that I guess you can do. That's a free one. I'm not even necessarily trying to tell you things that you can do. But but if you're wondering, then that's some things you can do. But I've had these conversations, including one that I had that blew my mind. And it was a conversation with my wife. And my wife is white, if you don't know me. Um, yes, I fell in love with a beautiful white woman. Uh, I never, I've got, I used to get this, this question in college, um, People, when they found out I was mixed, they would say, well, do you like black women or white women? And I'm like, seriously? Like, that's a question? Like, I don't have, I literally have no preference. Um, that's, sorry, that's a whole other thing. We'll go on this another time. But but yes, I did fall in love and marry a white woman. So um, it wasn't intentional. It wasn't like I was out there looking for a white woman. But um, the woman I fell in love with happened to be white. So, so all that to say, I was having this conversation with my wife, who is white, and she said something that, that kind of blew my mind. She said that she never had black Barbies growing up. And she was kind of surprised that I was surprised. But I was like, really? Like none? Like you didn't have any uh, racially diverse Barbie dolls? Like, I, I don't know. I thought that was, it was crazy to me because like I said, I'm mixed. My mom's black. My dad's white. So we always had uh, white and black G.I. Joes and action figures. My sisters always had black and white Barbie dolls. Like that was not... Um, never a question. That was never a thought. It was just, I mean, GI Joe made, you know, Sergeant, uh, I was it Sergeant Stalker was his name. I think it was my favorite one. He was black. Uh, Flint was one of the guys. He was white. Um, General Hawk, I think was one was a white guy. Um, so they, there was different characters. Some were black, some were white. Like I just, um, hardball, I think was one of my favorite ones. Um, he was like, he was black and I think he was like a baseball player. 
like that. The GI Joes that I grew up with, my dad's GI Joes were all like actual like army people, right? The GI Joes I grew up with were they all had like a character and a story. Uh, Sub Zero was like uh, an Arctic. I don't even know what you would call him. Like uh, he worked. He was. In, I don't know how these guys all worked together. I remember him having like black and white camouflage, like the Arctic kind of camouflage, and then there was like a desert guy that had like the the tan camouflage, and then um, it. Long story. I'm way off track, but. But I always had both, that's what I'm saying. I remember my sisters distinctly having black and white Barbies. Uh, they had two different Kens, I remember this, because the, the white Ken looked like my dad. He had that, that plastic hair. My dad's hair wasn't plastic, but he had that like that like really generic like swoop to the side thing that white people have, um, that white guys do. He had that haircut, but it was plastic. And then they had a black Ken that had uh, like a little mini fro and a Cosby sweater, which maybe that was kind of racist in and of itself, but I remember distinctly him having like a colorful Cosby type sweater. Um, I don't know why I remember that, to be honest with you, but I do. But but when I think more, when I thought more about it after this conversation with my wife, my my family um, was, and I always tell people that on Christmas Eve, Jesus and Santa are black. On Christmas Day, Jesus and Santa are white. Because in my family, we went to my mom's side Christmas Eve, celebrate Christmas open presents, and then Sunday, uh, Christmas morning, we'd go to my dad's side, uh, which is the white side. And so there, I mean, that's just how it was, right? So I didn't think about the fact that my guess is, and I don't remember distinctly because I was pretty young at the time and honestly didn't really pay attention to that sort of stuff because um, color, race didn't really mean much, didn't really matter to me growing up. Again, I'll, I'll talk more about that later. Um, in a different episode, but right now I just, so I'm guessing that my GI Joes that were black and my sister's Barbies that were black came on Christmas Eve from my black family and my GI Joes that were white and their Barbies that were white likely came from my white family. So I don't think there's necessarily inherently anything wrong with that, with being, um, white and getting white toys, being black and getting black toys. I think that's a normal thing, but, um, I, I, but I didn't really think about that before. And so it kind of surprised me, um, especially knowing her, her family. I know there's not a, a racist thought in, in anyone in her family. I know that um, she was raised right to love all people, um, regardless of the color of their skin or, um, or really anything about them. I know, I know she was raised right, raised right, uh, correctly, not white. She was raised white, very white. But she was also raised correctly. That's what I'm saying. Make sure that's distinction is I'm not saying she was raised white, even though she was, but she was also raised correctly. Sorry, um, distracted again. But but I want to make that clear. She was raised correctly. Uh, she was raised by a good family. But even then, they didn't think about um, getting her racially diverse toys. Um, and so I just think it was, I just thought that was interesting and kind of, kind of blew my mind. Like I didn't expect that. But that's that's the reality. So maybe that's the second thing. If you're white and you're asking, what can I do? How can I help heal America? Another simple, easy thing you can do is buy your kids racially diverse toys. It sounds weird saying that because I never thought that was a thing to even have to say um, until this conversation the other day with my wife. And so, and that was actually, that was her point where she was bringing up that somebody had said that. And she thought that was a great idea because she only had white, white barbers growing up. I don't say only, I'm sure she had some other stuff too, but like, she didn't distinctly have like black Barbies and white Barbies. Um, and so that's something that you can do if you're white, don't only buy white toys for your kids. Um, and if you don't have kids, nieces and nephews, 
make it a point to buy them racially diverse Barbie dolls and action figures. Um, you know, little white kids can play with Black Panther toys too, right? Um, you know, if a black kid can grow up with a Batman action figure, why can't a white kid grow up with a Black Panther figure? Anyways, um, so yeah, I just, that's another, that's another free one for you, something if you're white people looking for something to do. But that's the way I grew up. I grew up, that wasn't even a thought, that wasn't even an issue. Race was not an issue growing up. And, you know, my mom was black, my dad was white. I knew that their skins were different, their skin was different color, but I never really thought about them as a separate race. Um, my cousins were all sorts of shades of black and brown and, and white, and um, that's just the way that I grew up. I'm going to talk more about that in my next podcast. I think next week, that's what I'm going to talk about is tell you my story, tell you truly what it was like for me growing up mixed in America, uh, in the part of the country that I live in with the family that I had. Um, I want to share my experience with you so you know where I'm coming from. Um, but that'll be next week. Uh, like I said, I truly believe that my family, that I that I grew up proper, that, I, that that's the way that you handle race relations. And I've always thought I had a good perspective on it because of the way I grew up. Uh, and the things that my parents taught me, but also because, like I said, I got literally a foot in, in kind of both camps here, being black and white. Um, I have a lot of thoughts about it, like I said, and a lot of things that I think are good and could be helpful. And I think I have a lot to add to the conversation, but I've always been hesitant to speak because I'm not that dark. Again, you can't see me right now, so if you don't know me, um, I'm pretty light. And in fact, most people that meet me I'll say most white people that meet me just assume I'm white because my skin is that light, uh, especially in Minnesota winters. My wife and I just moved back from California and I forgot how white I get in Minnesota winters. Uh, we lived in San Diego the last two years and the sun is shining every single day in San Diego, except for like maybe the two or three days it rains, but the sun is shining every day year round. So I, I got used to being consistently tan. But um, right now I got a little bit of color. Last couple of months have been pretty nice in Minnesota, but um, usually like in March, I've just, I haven't seen the sun in, in months and I'm just the whitest you can possibly be um, and still be mixed. Um, but, but white people don't, they just kind of see color of skin. I don't mean that in a bad way, but they, they think all, you know, a lot of times they say all black people look like, cause they look kind of at the color of your skin. They don't look at the features. Um, most black people I meet, in fact, I think probably every black person I've met has, could tell that I was mixed. Um, my nose shape, my, you know, my bigger lips, whatever it is, I have attributes that kind of look, that look black. So, um, even when I, when I get real white in Minnesota winters, I still have black features, but, um, where was I going with this? What was I even saying? Um, yeah, so I don't look that black. So I've always been hesitant to speak up because I don't know if, if people care what, what I have to say, if they don't, if my opinion matters much, um, to people that are, that are like real dark and truly black and have that struggle of, um, getting pulled over because of the color of their skin. Cause I don't think I've been pulled over a lot growing up, especially when I was a teenager, I, I, I like to drive fast. Um, I've been pulled over a lot, but I don't think it was ever because of the color of my skin. Uh, maybe it was, I don't know. Maybe in, in August, if I get pulled over, it was, yeah, I look a little bit darker, but, but so I always thought like I didn't have enough to contribute, but I just decided now that I don't care. Um, I don't care if anybody listens. I don't care if, if anybody cares, if people think I'm wrong, if people think I'm right. Um, it doesn't matter. I just got this stuff in my heart and on my head that I want to share and I'm going to put it out there. And if nobody listens, that's fine. I'm going to keep making them. Uh, like I said, at least for a while, because 
I want to get it out there. I feel better when I've, I guess, released it and thrown it out there. And hopefully somebody stumbles across it and it helps them. But I'm going to do it anyways. If you don't want to listen, you don't have to. That's fine. I know, um, especially right now, everybody has a podcast. Like it's already was kind of a joke that like just start a podcast and everybody does it. Um, And even more so, so during this coronavirus quarantine thing, the stay at home order, uh, people not working, not going to church. Uh, restaurants and bars closed. People have had a lot more free time. So they're like, oh, let me start a podcast. Or they think everybody has free time, so they're going to want to hear what I have to say, so they start a podcast. Um, so maybe maybe I'm not that original. Maybe it's going to get lost in the sea of all the podcasts out there, but I don't care. Um, I'm going to put it out there. Um, and I don't know how well it's going to do. I don't know how long it's going to last. Um, it's going to last at least a few episodes because I got quite a bit to say. Um, each one is going to have a different topic. Um, something like next week I already said is going to be my story. I'm going to share my experience growing up mixed in America. Uh, I'll talk about identity issues, especially being mixed. Uh, let's talk about white privilege, the black community, police brutalities. I want to do interviews with different people, um, some that look like me, some that don't, uh, people that are blacker, whiter than me, um, just to have these conversations because you can um, you can argue with, I guess, facts or opinions, but you can't argue with your story. You can't argue with how someone feels with what they've experienced growing up. So I really want to share those experiences. Um, even if I can convince my wife to be on, she's white, like I said, but, um, I'd love to have these conversations with, with white people as well. Cause I think that's important. I feel like white people don't feel like they can contribute anything to the conversation. Um, but I'd like to hear more about her story growing up. She actually, a long story, I'll, I'll let her tell it maybe if, she, if I can convince her to be on, but, uh, she grew up with Mexicans all around her growing up. Um, so she has a, a different perspective. Like when she was ever since she was like a, like a little, little kid, um, there's always like older Mexicans around. Um, again, I'll let her tell it. I'm not going to go into that right now. Um, but I'm going to post these every Monday. Uh, looks like, I don't know, we're less than 20 minutes now. They'll probably be about 15 to 20 minutes, a little longer um, than I normally like to go for these things. But again, I got a lot to say. So put it on while you're driving to work or doing the dishes or um, whatever it is, maybe while you're at work, have it on in the background. Um, just share a little bit about my thoughts and feelings about all this stuff, about race specifically. Um, if you guys watch my videos, I post every Wednesday. Those are about sports. Those are about, um, those are a little bit shorter or hopefully trying to be shorter. I try to go under five minutes with all of them. Some get a little bit longer, but um, those will still be happening on Wednesdays. Those are videos you can watch, but, but this is going to be a little bit longer for more discussion, especially when I bring other people on. Um, I feel like the conversations might get a little bit longer, but I think it's important to have these conversations and I think it's important to contribute our stories, but it's also important to listen. And so I'm going to be contributing what I have to say, my thoughts, my feelings, um, on race relations. And I'm going to tell you what it's like for me, what I'm thinking, during all of this time um, being mixed in America. So thanks for listening. Join me next Monday.